Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Rhys and this is episode number 37 of the 2020 vision section of the podcast and it is time to have a look at what has been happening on the other side of the Atlantic with the um, the Democratic Convention because there are no balloons, there's no confetti, there are no signs, there are no big hats, there are no party poppers, there are no streamers, there's no walk-on music. Or actually, there might be walk-on music, I'm not sure, because these conventions this year are going virtual. Because, well, in case it's slipped your mind, um, we are still in the grip of a global pandemic. Um, coronavirus has really put the dampener on what the parties had planned for the uh well for their their, their massive celebrations uh because that's what the conventions are they are a big end of primary time to celebrate and unite around a candidate um and well it's been an interesting couple of days it is uh well technically um this convention the the four day event running from monday the 17th of august to thursday the 20th of august is being held in a convention center in milwaukee in wisconsin which flipped from democrat to republican um in the 2016 presidential election one of the states cited as ones that hillary clinton really lost on the way to giving trump um the the nom- uh, well, not the nomination, the the presidency, um, and well, apart from a certain number of people, uh, the speakers and those organising the event, there's no one there. So instead of these fifty thousand um, people per uh, per night packing into a convention centre with speeches, receptions, and rallies and sessions. Um, and seminars and all of that stuff and votes and the like. It is um, being streamed live on the Democratic social media channel, or rather, it was streamed live as this uh, podcast is going to come out after it is aired from 9 p.m. to uh, 11 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Every night, it's on most social media channels affiliated to the Democratic Party. And it's on most US news channels. Now, three nights have happened already, as I speak. I'm not in anticipating too much uh, happening on the, uh, the the Thursday night, because, of course, I don't know what is actually going to happen. I know what is scheduled. Joe Biden will accept the presidential nomination officially, because technically, until this convention, he was not officially the uh, nominee. He was only the presumptive nominee. There was a sort of a ceremonial roll call where he uh, had to go through something called being pushed over the top, uh, which is where you get above the, the 50% mark. Uh, that officially got him the uh, the nomination. So he will accept the nomination, or has by the time this has gone out. Oh, it's confusing recording it before something happens when it's being released after it. But hey, um, also on the Thursday schedule... Speeches from the former New York mayor, Michael Bloomberg, uh, former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg, both of whom ran against Joe Joe Biden in the uh, 
primary uh, primary season. The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, um, Wisconsin Senator Tammy Duckworth, they will all be speaking. Keisha Lance Bottoms and Tammy Duckworth actually both on the president's um, or the vice president's rather presidential candidates list for um, vice presidential candidate. Obviously went with Kamala Harris on that one. Uh, also happening, John Legend will be performing, um, country pop band The Chicks and uh, a hip-hop performer called Common. I'm not particularly au fait with them, but apparently they're, they're, they're very good at what they do. Um, but hey, that is what's up and running. And there will also be the 2020 Democratic Platform, which is essentially the closest to a manifesto you can get. Um, don't expect too many changes from what it was in 2016. Um, a lot of Obama-Biden-style policies. Um, a lot that will just be from anti-Trump policies, uh, I, I would imagine. Um, but hey, it will be the, the, the list of values and priorities which will distinguish themselves from the Republicans, who are their main rivals for the presidency, and obviously, currently, hold the presidency. They have their convention uh, in just under a week's time, I believe, starting on the 24th of uh, of this month of August. But hey, what's been happening over the last couple of days? Well, um, Michelle Obama addressed the crowd on the first night, well, the virtual crowds <laughs> on the Monday night, uh, she gave an impassioned defence, uh, an impassioned speech rather. Um, it's quite good. I would I would recommend going back and lis- listening or looking at some of the the people you're interested in if you have any interest in this this particular section. But Michelle Obama delivered a very good speech. Um, would have been brilliant with the applause lines actually getting applause, but so be it. This is the way things have to be. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, who ran Joe Biden the closest for this nomination. Uh, also spoke on the Monday night. Uh, it it was, again, uh, a unifying speech. This is one of the things that has to happen in a national convention. You have to unify the party. A primary is divisive. It is often the left wing of the party going up against the right wing of the party, possibly going up against the middle candidate. Um, not everyone's preferred candidate can win. There is only one party nominee. It also so happens that Joe Biden has chosen Kamala Harris to be vice president, who is not Bernie Sanders, is not Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez. So it's it's not really uh, a, a progressive moderate ticket. It's more a moderate moderate ticket. So Bernie Sanders coming on and endorsing the ticket is what needs to happen, because otherwise the party is in danger of, of splitting, especially as they've just been openly campaigning against each other in terms of preferred candidates for over a year. The primary is hard fought. Michael Bloomberg put in millions and millions of dollars in just advertising and dropped out after um, essentially five days of actual campaigning because he didn't stand anywhere before Super Tuesday, got annihilated and then dropped out nearly uh, just under a week later. This is hard fought stuff. The grassroots campaign of the, the progressive wing of the party is massive. Um, and the the representatives who represent the, the more moderate wings of the party, that is massive as well. So this unifying force has to happen. Um, it's also 
an opportunity, of course, in a, a convention to to look back at the party's history. And that was something they did on the Tuesday night when former President of the United States Bill Clinton was the headline act. In 2008, when Barack Obama first uh, ran for the presidency, of course, successfully defeating uh, John McCain in the November election that year, uh, Bill Clinton gave a very good speech at his convention, nominating him. And I think they're hoping for some of the same power. Uh, The polls show that people still do quite like President Clinton. Um, he, he, He may have had sexual relations with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky, uh, although I guess it depends on uh, where the, uh, yeah, where um, where the, the boundaries, or was it, the, what is the definition of the word is, is I believe that was his legal defence for, for not committing perjury to the American people, but he's fairly popular, and he did well in 2008, he spoke again in 2012, um, of course he didn't do quite so well with his perfect record of speaking at conventions in both 2000 and 2016 when his vice president and his wife both lost but he still has that star power he can bring in a crowd and his speeches are generally good and this one was no exception another generally good speech of course it was a little bit dwarfed by uh wednesday night which was impressive in terms of the star power um a former secretary of state former party nominee, uh, former first lady, that's all the same person, by the way, and then a former president, as Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama um, took to the stage. So that's what happened. Um, what will we be looking for from, from Joe Biden? He's going to try and pitch himself as the anti-Trump. Um, he really is. Uh, we know some elements of his speech. I mean, you'll you'll know the whole of his speech as this is being put out after he's said it. But I know only bits of it. Uh, he will attack the president for his policies, which have left the U.S. in tatters, but for his behaviour, calling the election a fight for the soul of the nation. Joe Biden will be keen uh, as he broadcasts from his home in Delaware. Yeah, he's not even at the convention center. Um, he'll be keen to avoid any slip-ups. Any signs of a weakness? Um, every time that the the, vice, the former vice president seems to misspeak or misstep, um, it is hounded out by the conservative media. The same with uh, the president uh, misstepping. But it's a 77-year-old up against a 73-year-old. Um, it, yeah, I, I have nothing to say on that particular issue. Uh, I'll do a podcast on it later, probably. But hey, uh, there are going to be missteps. There are going to be stumbles and mumbles and fumbles. Um, but hey. Uh, also, the convention is a great chance to appeal to a national audience. There is increasing evidence that a lot of people just tune into the campaign from um, the first time at the convention because that's when the, the nominee is officially confirmed it's time to start thinking yeah this is actually the person who is going to be the candidate um so yeah uh it is time to reel in some of those undecideds the independents maybe some of the moderate republicans that's why the former uh i believe it was secretary of defense or secretary of state no secretary of state colin powell um, a republican um, was actually booked in to speak at the convention 
Uh, he was under George W. Bush, he was the Secretary of State. So it's appealing across a broad coalition. And when you're on national TV four nights in a row, it's easier to get that. One other thing that happens at conventions a lot, um, you get these rising stars. In 2004, uh, a nobody, junior state senator from Illinois, got onto the stage on, I think it was a Tuesday. It wasn't a massive day. Um, it wasn't the headline day, but he, he gave a keynote speech. Four years later, he was accepting the nomination for President of the United States. Okay, uh, Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez might want to try and seize on that momentum that can be gained from uh, a good um, performance at a convention. Andrew Cuomo of New York, Gavin Newsom of California, those two governors. Um, this is a great opportunity, great opportunity to um, to try and showcase yourself. Now, this acceptance of the, the nomination from Joe Biden is ceremonial. We've known he was going to be the presidential nominee for ages, since almost before the, the, the pandemic. But hey, what a good chance to try and pitch yourself to the American people. Donald Trump has his chance from the 24th to 27th of August um, in, I think it's now in Florida. It was going to be in North Carolina, but uh, he's not on very good terms with the North Carolina governor. So we will find out. The campaigning will be in full force. The stars will be out. Presidential debates. First presidential debate, what a treat, is on my birthday. 29th of September. Can't wait. I will be tuning into that um, and bringing you uh, a birthday and uh, 2020 Visions podcast. The real campaign starts now. Uh, of course, the vice president had to, to accept the nomination. That was Kamala Harris. We don't expect any um, surprises when the Republican vice presidential nominee comes in uh, to play because if it's not Mike Pence, well, things have gone a little bit wrong. But hey, this is just the Democratic convention. We have all of the Republican stuff to come, and especially with the headlines going around Trump about the United States Postal Service, about Steve Bannon now being arrested uh, in relation to, I believe it was fraud charges relating to the U.S. American, uh, the U.S. Mexican, sorry, uh, border wall. It's uh, it's getting a little interesting. Expect this intrigue to continue and continue and not stop until at least November the 4th, which is results day. Um, there's always an October surprise. Um, we've seen it election after election. Hillary Clinton's emails was the, the latest October surprise when they reopened the investigation. But there's twists and turns and lumps and bumps in the road all the way from now until possibly even January when the Electoral College uh, align to, uh, well, not align, form up to choose the, the next president. But hey, all that to come. Uh, for now, keep an eye on the conventions, keep an eye on the headlines, and I'll bring you more from 2020 Vision section of the podcast 
when uh, the time is right and the news stories hit the headlines. That is all we have for today on the Politics Unbox podcast. So I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all again soon for the next episode of the podcast. And until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.